Thanks, Jack. Welcome back to Little Hops of Horse Podcast. I'm John, your host as always. Thank you again for being so understanding and and just supportive through all of this. Uh, Numbers are still looking awesome, even though we have shit fucking internet here. But like I said in Tuesday's episode, we are uh, upgrading here. Uh, Maybe as soon as like today or, you know, uh, next week, hopefully. Uh, So our next episode will be like... Awesome, and we can get back to the sound effects and the drops and all that other stuff. Uh, but for now, we're going to roll with this. So again, thank you guys so much for your support and, and, and being understanding. I uh, hope you guys did enjoy the Halloween episode. It's something, you know, it's a little different, but uh, something I've been wanting to do for a while. Um, can't wait to, you know, read some of the feedback. This is getting recorded in advance, so I haven't read yet. I'm guilty of that, uh, but I want to make sure that I get this out while I have the time. Uh, so today we're doing When Evil Lurks, uh, directed by Demian, 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 it looks like Damien, uh, Rugna, uh, I believe he's Spanish, uh, he directed Terrified from 2017, which is a great little hidden gem of a film, we're gonna cover that later on, uh, this year, very creepy movie, so I was, once I found out, you know, that he was, he did this, um, and I looked at the ratings. Uh, it's at 99% on Rotten Tomatoes. Google users loved it. You know, 90% from them. 7.3 on IMDb. Uh, our rating, I mean, it's pushing 9.5 out of 10. The only reason it's not 9.5 out of 10, it's just a 9 out of 10 right now. Right? Oh, boo-hoo. Um, I, we'll talk about it. Anyway, beers we're drinking tonight. Um, we're doing some stouts. So uh, we're doing Fort Everett, which is a cool beer got from my uh, my buddy Ryan. Thanks, Ryan. Um, for my son, uh, he can't drink it, but I can. So, and that's his name. So that was super cool. Uh, from Timber Ales, I think they're out of New York. Uh, all their stuff's really solid and very affordable. Um, it's an imperial stout with peanuts, coffee, and vanilla. It's in a twelve percent. Uh, so it's a little heavy uh, for a Monday night, but what can you do? <laughs> Sitting at four one seven on Untapped. And next we got Double Stack from Great Notion. Their famous breakfast stout with maple and coffee. Um, 11% and 4.36 on untapped. So we got some we got some heavy hitters today, literally and figuratively. Um, you know, Double Stack is just an all-time, you know, great beer uh, in the craft beer community, especially for how available it is, you know, the flavor that they're able to, to put in there and, you know, still make it pretty affordable uh, is awesome. And you can get that. I, I snagged that off of Tavor. So I actually do believe Ryan snagged this uh, for Everett off of Tavor. That's actually part of the reason I was, convinced to get back on um so sorry i just heard like a weird noise and it kind of got me off my game so let's talk about this movie uh when evil lurks uh this has been on my radar for honestly probably like two weeks Uh, and i kept checking amazon i'm like i keep seeing this movie and some people are talking about it and then last week it drops on shutter and everybody's talking about it every single person is uh you know, just losing their mind over it. Nobody's shitting on it. And you know horror nerds, man. They're 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 just like beer nerds, you know, we're idiots. We look for a reason to be disappointed. Uh you know, and I don't know. It it just doesn't make sense. Uh we can't just sit down and enjoy a movie for what it is. Um, you know, it it's hard to watch a bad horror well, it's not hard to watch a bad horror movie these days. Um, but if you do your research, you know, like we do, we have our little metric here and most times we're not disappointed. Uh does it does it live up to expectations all the time? Not necessarily. Did this one? Absolutely. Uh, 
it's a nine out of 10. Like I said, you know, it's, it's pushing like all time, you know, great status, uh, for me. And, and I know that I give a lot of high ratings on most movies, but that's because, you know, I do my research and I try to find movies that are worth watching. You know what I mean? Like I, I could sit here and review fucking Lamageddon if I wanted to and give it a four and a half out of 10. If you guys really want to see my, my ratings, you know, shift around a little bit, but I'm trying to give you a good product here and, and give you recommendations and, and things like that. So, you know, with that being said, what did I like about when evil lurks? Everything, the tone, the pace, this movie does not pull punches. It dares you to doubt it. Like, you don't think I'll do this? Bam, I fucking did it. Oh, you don't think I'm going to do this? Bam. And then, you know, it'll kind of tease you. You're, you're looking at it. It's staring you right in the eyes. It's like, I'm going to do this. And you're like, no, you can't do this too. Oh yeah, I can. No, you can't. And then it fucking does. I mean, this movie is insane. Um, the shock value is, is, is off the charts. I haven't seen a movie like that in a while. Um, if you have seen the dark and the wicked and the sadness, um, it's kind of a mix between those two. It's, you have to watch it and you'll understand maybe where I'm coming from on that, but we'll, we'll talk a little more about that in the spoilers. Um, what I didn't like about it, the only thing is that, you know, I'm a little unsure of the rewatch value. You know, this this one just nails it first watch, right? And a lot of horror movies are great like that. And some some have unlimited rewatch value, like Evil Dead 2013. That's like a perfect fucking movie. It's a 10 out of 10 all day long, you know? And there, there are a couple of movies like that you can just watch over and over again. Not just personal favorites, but, you know, just perfect movies. And, um, oh, I hear my kiddo crying and my dog's at the door. He's... Hopefully he stays in here. Um, anyway, sorry about that. I was in a groove. I'm feeling good. And then the fucking kid. Uh, no, I know. We love him. And he's awesome. So let me take a sip of this beer here. Mm. Just like roasty. The peanut comes through. The vanilla. It's thick enough, but not too thick. That's fucking great. Uh, that's the for Everett uh, from Timber Ales. It's uh, That's awesome. Um, yeah, I think that's that's about it. Uh, honestly, just just be prepared uh, if you do watch this movie. Um, you know, it it is uh, it it is shocking. There are some scenes that definitely catch you off guard. Uh, you know, some of them might be a little traumatic, but but maybe not. I don't know. I don't know what everybody's level is. You know, we're we're pretty numb to a lot of movies now. Uh, sometimes they get to me. Sometimes they don't. But th- this one, more just like shock and awe like holy fuck i can't believe they actually did that um so yeah i think without further ado i think we're going to jump into spoilers here so if you haven't seen it take a break come back at like the seven and a half eight minute mark and uh you know that's about it so take a sip of beer and we'll get going it is like nine o'clock here so i'm gonna have to like blow through this one um i won't blow through it too too fast but uh mama's handling the baby so i can get this done so the film opens up, you know, there's some gunshots in the woods. There's, like, no context, and you don't really know what's going on here. Uh, there's there's a couple of guys that live together, and they, they want to go investigate, but they decide to just wait until morning, uh, and that's what they do. And they, they come across a body that's split in half, but it's, like, a clean cut, and there's, like, some weird instrument thing, like, in, in like a book, um, and the book leads to, like, a nearby woman's house. And this is where the movie takes on its its originality. It's it's a really cool, unique concept. I thought, 
you know, I thought I had seen every kind of possession movie. I haven't. Um, this was a really, really awesome uh, take on a possession. And it, it reminded me a little bit of the, um, remember the gluttony scene in Seven? Uh, if you haven't seen Seven, that's a pretty rough movie. It's it's awesome, but it's pretty rough at times, especially the ending is, is brutal. Um, but, you know, the the two guys, you know, they follow up on what's going on. They go to this this woman's house where the book was talking about, and she believes that, you know, there is a man in there. Uh, it's her son, and she believes that he's possessed, and they're just kind of waiting for him to die. And the guys think about, you know, killing him and everything, and he's just, when they show him, he's just this morbidly obese man, but he's got these, like, sores, and he's, like, covered in his own piss and shit, and, he, like, pus and... He's just like, it looks so gross. Like, it looks like a festering body. Like, he's alive, but he looks like he's dead. Um, really gross, but but pretty cool fucking special effects. Um, they did a really awesome job uh, making him pretty much the worst thing you want to see. <laughs> um, so they, they, they kind of determined there's there isn't anything they can do. Uh, so they drive to the police station to talk about it, and the police station just kind of say, eh, fuck it, you know, we're not dealing with this. Somebody else can deal with this. And, you know, the farmer, or the the, the one guy, his name's Pedro. I didn't catch their names in the beginning because it is in Spanish, uh, but by now you probably have figured that out because you've probably watched the whole movie, so you don't need uh, me to tell you 10 minutes into the episode about the movie to tell, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, yep, so, so Pedro and uh, his brother Jimmy, um, they are the, the two fellas. And, uh, you know, they run into to Ru, Ruiz, is that his name? Let me scroll down here. Yeah, Ruiz. And they suspect him to be a part of this weird, you know, behavior thing that's going on, whatever the fuck is happening right now. And uh, they tell him what's going on. And he's, he's very alarmed that there's a possessed uh, one living in their community. Um, and he, he's kind of a tin hat, tin foil hat kind of guy thinks the government planted it because they want to take his, his, his farm and they wanted to kill all his animals. So, you know, yada, yada, but you know, they, his, they, they treat it like a disease where, you know, the longer it's here, the more it'll spread, which was, you know, and that's where I pulled that, that sadness kind of. And, and we'll talk more about why I say the sadness, but like, you know, they, they treat the possession because uh, they started calling him the rotten and they, they treat him as if he's a disease. Um, so later that night, he, he takes matters uh, into his own hands and he, he goes to the house. Uh, he's got the gun, you know, all this stuff. And, and he, he puts it to the head and the, the, the possessed, the rotten, uh, starts talking shit saying that, you know, I'm going to infiltrate your, your unborn child. And he's just saying all these things, trying to provoke him to get him to, you know, get killed. Um, he doesn't kill him though. Uh, but there's a great scene there where you're, it just kind of jumps to the next day and you don't know what happened. You're just kind of left there, you know, hanging and, uh, you know, Pedro and, and, and Jimmy show up and, uh, they, they decide to get him out of there and they're going to drive him, you know, a couple hours away and that'll be that. They're just going to get him out of sight, out of mind. It can be somebody else's problem. And that's that. So they get him in the bed of the truck. And it's like a super gross scene. Like, oh, there's like pus coming out. Like, it's really fucking gross. Like that dude's just, it's nasty. Um, 
they get them in the truck and they start going. Um, but as they're driving and they don't really tell you how far away it is, there's a little boy in the middle of the road that causes them to swerve. And, um, it's at that moment, you kind of think something's going on, but you know, they keep driving and they get to their destination, however far away. And they go to realize that the body is no longer there. And, uh, you immediately think back to the kid. That's what I thought that he probably fell out back there somewhere, but how can you tell? And, you know, you don't know what other power this thing has. Is it, you know, what other paranormal, I don't know, does, does it have help? Can it walk? Can it get people to do things for it? Like what, where does it, its power end, so to speak? So take some beer here. You know, they, they kind of go back to their life. Everybody kind of goes back to, to whatever's going on. Uh, Ruiz's heist. Uh, oh my God, I can't even say that. Ruiz's wife <laughs> calls, I don't know why, what the hell I tried to say the first time, um, calls attention uh, to one of the goats. Um, and this is a scene you see in the trailer where, you know, he grabs the gun and he heads out and uh, shoots a gun in the sky. And, uh, you know, all but one goat, like, go running. And this one's just staring at him. And he's like, get out of here, motherfucker. He starts swearing at it, telling it to leave. And he has the gun pointed at this thing and this goat walks right up and puts its head right on the fucking gun like that is and it's it's not it's not like accidental like this goat is doing it with intent it is trying to provoke Ruiz and the wife is pleading with him don't kill it with gunpowder take it with an axe Ruiz pulls the trigger killing the goat instantly and uh, right through the head and it 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 shows the goat, you know, on the ground, bleeding out of the head, all this other stuff. And then the camera pans back to Ruiz. And the second it does, you see an axe crack him in the fucking head. His wife he kills him instantly. What the fuck? And, and, and he dies. Um, and she gets on her knees. And then she turns the axe on herself. And, and then, like, axes herself in the face until she dies. Buddy, we're we're 15 minutes into this movie, and I've already seen like one of the coldest deaths I've seen in a horror movie ever. Uh, and and if you've seen Terrified, you know that this guy uh, doesn't pull any punches. I know I said that earlier in the in the you know podcast, but my God, he just doesn't give a fuck. So you're like, okay, maybe it's gonna like chill out. Um, but the guy, the kid from, um, the possessed, uh, possessed guy's house, uh, tells them that the Ruiz family is dead and now they're alarmed. They do believe that this, this rot and this possessed, the bad things are starting to happen. Um, so they head to town and they want to retrieve some things, you know, you find out that, you know, Pedro has a, a family or used to have a family and, you know, his ex-wife or ex-girlfriend or whatever has since remarried and all this other stuff. And he kind of breaks in to this old house and he's freaking the fuck out and nobody understands what's happening, you know, and he's just like stripping down naked because anything that touches this thing, like it, it, it gets infected and, and it carries this evil and, you know, it can be contagious to anybody. Um, and so he's, he, he obviously had to carry this body. So he had it on him and, you know, he gets naked in the fucking, um, you know, dining room and he's asking for more clothes or whatever. And the wife comes down and it, it just gets very loud and chaotic and everybody's kind of screaming at each other and just, I don't know what's going on. And, 
this dude's naked and he ends up finding other clothes somehow and they kind of they show this this mastiff right uh and this little girl in the room and they're kind of in the background but not really they keep kind of like pointing it out getting along and you're sitting there you're like this is not gonna fucking happen and if it does it's gonna be off screen no no the mastiff just grabs this little girl by the fucking neck and and throws her around like a fucking rag doll takes her under the dining room table her little brother's watching everything happen the parents still don't know that their kid is getting mauled to death by this fucking massive dog and and you know like i have three dogs and and they get their little stuffed animals and they shake it back and forth you know real aggressively and all that stuff and you know that's what she's you know they're doing with this little girl this little like five-year-old girl she's getting fucking shredded under the table and you're like holy fuck so, you know, the little brother finally gets the attention of the the dad, you know, oh my God, he's, you know, whatever, go get the dog. And the dog takes off with the fucking lifeless body of the daughter out into the world. Uh, and now everything is just like meltdown, like fucking Chernobyl level meltdown. The mom's just screaming, the dad's erratic, you know, Pedro's like, I just want to get the fuck out of here. I want to get my kids and leave and all this stuff. Oh man. Okay. So I'm like, you know, breathing heavily right now mainly because i'm out of shape but also because like it's just a very excitable movie you know this this was awesome this was awesome to watch first time and i hope you guys you know share that sentiment but i i loved this movie i thought it was great um and we're still like not even a half hour into this movie and this shit is like you know it's it's ramped up to a you know 100 miles an hour and it just doesn't stop it just keeps going so um, let me finish this and we're going to crack into the next beer and go from there. Almost done. Almost done. There we go. Everybody's favorite sound. Um, all right. There's your, uh, mid-show sponsored break. Sponsored by hams. It's not sponsored by hams. I sponsor it myself. Um, <laughs> So they decide to go, you know, dad goes out to, uh, back to the movie, by the way, um, decides to go out and try to find, you know, his daughter and the dog and all that stuff. And they're running around the neighborhood and all this crazy shit's going on. You know, Pedro like goes up and rescue his, uh, his autistic son out of the, you know, out of bed and gets the keys and takes him and his youngest son, uh, gets them, you know, out of there. And while that's happening, uh, her new husband or new, you know, whatever boyfriend, uh, finds the dog and shoots him. And the little girl comes running over to mom and she's like, Oh my God. Yeah, I'm okay. Nothing happened. And she's like, Oh, this is fantastic. And says, dad's going to kill you when he gets home. And she says, what? (laughs) She says, daddy's going to kill you when he comes home. And it's at that moment when Pedro's backing the car out of the garage, he's stealing a car, uh, and he starts leaving, and he's kind of run off the road by a truck, and the truck plows into the little girl and the mom. And the movie doesn't stop. It just, again, it just keeps fucking going. Uh, Killing Sabrina, who is the mom, and the little girl. And uh, Pedro just leaves. He ends up scooping Jimmy and his mother, and they leave. And that's that. So this this is where like the sadness part comes in now. Now that a couple of things have happened, so the Dark and the Wicked is is fantastic. There's a, it's a great possession movie. Um, it's very dark. Uh, it's kind of a mind fucky kind of movie at times. 
Uh, we'll talk about that. I was actually going to do that instead of this, but I couldn't. I couldn't wait, man. I had to watch this movie, and it fucking lived up to expectations. So we're just going to round out, you know, the spooky month. You know, even though it'll be November when this drops, with uh, like all twenty twenty three releases, basically. So um, we'll get back to some of the older movies, um, you know, next week. So. The sadness, if you guys haven't seen it, that got a lot of uh, traction. It was last year or two years ago, but it's this like over the top, gory zombie movie from Korea, I think, uh, or Japan, uh, somewhere somewhere in that region. Um, you know, forgive me for for not remembering, but you know, once somebody gets it, you know, uh, they start doing very vile things, and so you can kind of see the similarity in that you know, uh, dad killed the dog and then dad ended up as his punishment killed his wife. Uh, you know, just like he, he didn't even know he did it. It just happened. Um, and more things like that happen later in the movie. So they just like catch this, this sickness from the rotten or whatever. So they leave, uh, grandma gives a little rundown of what not to do. Um, I actually have those here. I was going to put them before the movie, uh, as my little intro, but like I said, we're recording offline right now, so I don't have that power. Um, but there are seven rules to uh, when dealing with a possessed one. You don't lose. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ, these stouts. You don't use electric lights. You don't stay close to animals. You don't have don't have to take anything that was close to them. Okay, so don't take their shit. You don't hurt them. Don't use firearms, and you don't name the evil. Like, don't, you know, it's not Lucifer or Beezlebub or whatever fucking. And uh, the last rule is don't forget the rules. So am I the only one that cares about the fucking rules? <laughs> Here's my Walter impression. It was very bad. Uh, but that would have been a cool place for that drop. So let me take a sip of this here. Uh, double stack. Mm, that's fantastic. Oh, my God. I wish I would have bought more of this. Fucking maple. Just maple bomb and coffee. Just that's a fantastic beer work might suck a little bit tomorrow uh, I don't, i'm probably gonna try to drink both of these in the next hour uh that is not advisable though i shouldn't do that uh, let's find out where the fuck i was in my notes uh bear with me okay so they head to this uh this woman's house um and her name is Murta. Murta and um she she has been through something like this before. I, I missed the part of... Exa- I had a crippling migraine like hit in the middle of watching this movie. It took me like three hours to watch this movie because I had to like stop and like fucking just close my eyes for like a half hour just to fucking recover. Oh, it's brutal. So, um, and I had to feed my kid and like all this other shit. It's whatever. Uh, it's hard to do this sometimes. <laughs> but I, I missed why they ended up going to Murta's house. Um... And that's my bad. But they end up there, and she has experienced this stuff before. So, you know, she has this, like, suspicion about, you know, Jair, Jair. Um, he's, you know, the autistic son. And uh, they calm everything down. They talk a little bit about whatever's going on. And um, everybody gets a, a night's rest. And Jair's sleeping in the car. And you see this figure kind of walking up. This is a great shot, by the way. Um, great suspense builder because you're not sure, especially with how this movie's fucking going, how it's going to go. Uh, and it's just a bloody hand that just smacks the window. And it cuts the grandma upstairs. And she's just holding 
the youngest son and just kind of rocking him back to sleep and everything. And you know what it is right away. You know, you know that it's the mom and that she's dead. And then they show the face is all fucked up. It's mangled and all this stuff. And, um, they wake up Pedro and say, Hey, something's going on here. Something, you know, you got to get upstairs and check it out. He comes up to see Sabrina or whatever is possessing her, uh, hold his son and jump out the window and killing him <laughs> you think uh they race to the bottom and they find out that you know uh, it's gone so they go to check on jair he's 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 okay but uh turns out that the demon has a um has a hard time navigating the mind of an autistic you know person uh which was kind of a cool angle you know i had never really thought of of something like that like what i don't know it, that was just kind of neat i thought how they did that. Um, so he's in there, but he can't really do anything. So she pulls out this kit that they, they kind of allude to in the beginning. That That's kind of what I didn't like about this movie. There's something. Uh, it, it's this really elaborate kit-looking thing, and you don't know what uh, what it is or what it does. You, you, you don't know, uh, and that's kind of a bummer, uh, but it, it's all this like, really kind of unique stuff, which is, which is neat, but you just assume that it's something to take out the rotten. And... Um, she says that, uh, you know, you can't go looking for your son. Yeah, just let him go uh, because that's how the demon will will become more powerful. Um, I hear my dog doing something behind me. No, he wasn't doing anything. Um, sorry, I get paranoid. He's the bad one. He'll, like, eat whatever. So when I hear, like, the jowls going, I have to double check. Um, it's just about his bedtime, too, so he's getting tired. Huh, huh Lou? Um, I have to take a sip of beer. We're rounding out this movie here. We're getting uh, we're getting pretty close to the end, so we should be done here in the next eh, ten minutes or so. Um, so they have to kill the rotten. They have to kill the source, basically. Uh, what was really scary, and I would love to see like a sequel or something where, you know, this is just the birthing process. Like it, he, the the rotten or the the possessed or whatever is still alive. Uh, so this is just the very beginning. It makes you wonder how much worse it would be if everything goes to plan and he is killed and he can unleash, you know, whatever evil upon the land and everything. So they leave, uh, they decide to head to town to try to find the rotten. They leave Jair with, uh, or Jair, Jair. I don't know how to fucking say that name. I should have looked it up. Um, they leave him with grandma. Uh, which turns out to be a little bit of a mistake, which you find out later in the movie the hard way, which is, oh, okay, sorry. They're driving. Um, Jimmy kind of gets there first, and he stumbles upon a woman staggering down the road. Uh, and it's, you're pretty sure you know who it is. Uh, and then it's confirmed that it is Sabrina. And he, he doesn't have his lights on or anything. He kind of pulls up next to her, and he sees that she's just eating her son's brains, just like like it's a bag of chips just like the top of the skull is open and she's just reaching in there trying to get the last Pringle and just eating it as she's walking. Totally just, that's just her day. She's just out for, for a nice fucking walk and she has no fucks to give. Uh, she's just eating some brains and, and getting down on a nice night walk. <laughs> uh, and it's, it's really fucking unsettling. Um, and again, they, this movie just like keeps going. It just doesn't stop. It you kind of expect sometimes like movies will put all their eggs in one basket and they'll they'll make a really shocking beginning 
or a shocking middle or a shocking end or something like that. And you expect it to kind of taper off somewhere, you know, to kind of drop in quality. This one just doesn't. It just doesn't. Um, it's pretty solid all the way through, especially with the shock value, like I said. So, you know, Jimmy decides to try to kill her um, and, you know, slows down and then rams her into a tree. Uh, and she's like a whole fucking mangled and stuff and her head's hanging through the windshield and she starts talking to jimmy trying to get into his head and saying you know I, you always loved me and there's like shit pouring out of her head like it might be her brain i don't even know uh but man it's just it's a it's a graphic fucking movie so grandma's talking and there's a cutscene back to jair and, and grandma and she says something about her being hungry and all that other stuff and and he walks towards the kitchen he just walks he's fine so now you know that the possession is complete with him. And then it cuts out. That's it. You don't know what else happens, which was which was pretty cool. I liked that. Um, Myrta and Pedro arrive at this, uh, like, schoolhouse kind of thing. And there's a, you know, there's a bunch of kids in there. And, you know, it smells really bad. And it, it's apparent that the kids are hiding something. And they come to the conclusion that, that it is there and that they have to search for it. Uh, and the kids are trying to you know, prevent all this from happening, trying to dissuade them, tell them to go somewhere else. Pedro finds his way into this, like, auditorium kind of thing, starts ripping up floorboards, finds a bunch of dead bodies of the parents under there. Marta says, like, keep going, get them out of there, because the, the thing's down there. And uh, she gets out her little kit, and, and you know, Pedro's pulling the bodies, and the kids are doing whatever, and he finally sees it. And, and the rotten starts playing mind games again and talks talking shit and all this other stuff and you know tells him to, to kill him and just just keeps pushing these buttons right and that would be really rough if you were like not you know to, to just stay in the right frame of mind especially after everything the pager has been through like he lost like fucking uh children you know a child his ex-wife like you know all this crazy shit ha- you know is happening and you know, this thing's just talking shit like, yeah, why don't you just kill me? I fucked up your life. Just kill me. And eventually he gets through and Pedro leaves and it was all a trick. He just wants to, you know, wants to get Pedro separated from Mirtha and you can hear Mirtha being attacked and Pedro can't get back through the door. It's, it's closed. Mirtha's attacked. She's dragged away. And this little kid's just like walking next to her with a hammer and he just keeps cracking her in the fucking head. Like, man, it's still dark. Even the kids are fucking killing people now. So Pedro gets back and he bashes the rotten's head and he's had it fucking enough with some part of the tool and uh, some blooded child, like a couple of the children walk out. This is where it gets kind of weird. Um, and uh, one of the children marks him. Um... And then there's a dog that licks that same kid's hand. And then all the kids just kind of wander out into a field. And that's it. Uh, you, you just assume that it's going to keep going. Uh, they don't really answer it one way or the other. Uh, but, you know, Pedro did his thing. And he, he heads back to Myrta, Myrta's house. And Jimmy's there. And Jair is safe. And, you know, it's finally, it's like time to breathe. Um... So Pedro gives Jair his favorite ice cream, which is like some kind of apple pie ice cream, which sounds delicious, obviously. Um, let me take a beer here for our uh, our last couple minutes. 
let me take a beer here. Let me take a sip of beer. I'm an idiot sometimes, man. Sorry, guys. Um, Pedro gives him some ice cream. And he's just sitting there. And then Pedro hears his son. I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> he hears his son begin to choke. And he goes over to try to get something. And it's like a hair. Uh, but it's a lot of hair. It's a clump of hair. And he just keeps coughing and coughing. And, like, blood's coming out of his mouth now and all this stuff. And he pulls out a fucking, like, necklace and it's all, it all just lands, like, on the ground. And it occurs to uh, to Pedro that Jair ate his fucking grandmother. Oh, my God. So this dude just lost everything except his brother and and his, his, his one son. And they don't even know if it's going to end there because that's, that's where the movie ends. Uh, Pedro walks outside. He breaks down and cries. And, and, and that's it. The movie's over. Um, fucking awesome movie, honestly, though. Uh, I can't say enough good things about it. I think it was fantastic. I thought it was really well done. Uh, like I said, if you guys haven't seen Terrified, uh, this is the same director. It's also very good. Uh, they also believe it is in Spanish. Um, but it's just so good. Uh, yeah, this this was, this was awesome. Um, well worth the hype. I, I saw some people out there. I think they might have just been trolls saying that this isn't real horror. If you want real horror, go watch Exorcist Believer or The Nun 2, which I heard isn't, you know, exactly overwhelming. Um, but, you know, this is just one of these, you know, I, I say it, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. The best horror movies do not make it to the theaters. They just don't. Because they push boundaries. And and, and they, they're, they're not afraid to do things to make the audience uncomfortable or shocked or whatever, you know, it's not just lame jump scares, there's, you know, on the rare occasion, you'll get something like Talk to Me that goes to the theater or Hereditary, and I know those are A24 and it's kind of specific, but this this did get to theaters uh, for a little bit, I do believe, uh, like probably more of your like independent theaters, not like the big one, like Cinemark or something like that, um, but then it went to Shutter, and that's when I watched it because I have my free subscription uh, not a free subscription, but there's a free trial. Uh, I want to make it sound like I have perks I don't have uh, yet. Hopefully someday they sponsor me. That would be super cool. Because um, there's a bunch of stuff on there that I, I love to watch. Um, take a sip of beer and we'll get you guys out of here. So, uh, yeah, again, thank you for all the support. This was super cool, as always. I know I say that every week, but it is. It's super, it's super fun. Um, still having a good time. Next week, I have no fucking idea what... I'm going to to watch to give to you guys. So there's your mystery movie. Um, feel free to drop suggestions. Um, like I said, we're trying to watch anything in the past 25 years. Uh, cool hidden gems, anything like that. Jump on the social medias, you know, uh, Instagram, Facebook, whatever. Uh, rate, review, like, all that shit. You know, it helps. Um, yeah, just let me know what you want to hear next week. And uh, if I don't hear from you, I'll just pick something myself. So, uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this movie. Hope you enjoyed the podcast, and we'll see you next week. Cheers.